Hello, hola, and idahanya niduhenyu. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 16th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. My name is Nidia Gwiti, and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips with you on how to build confidence as you transition and maintain your hair and your natural hair journey by sharing my own story and lessons that I've learned along the way in my own natural hair journey. I firmly believe that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. But before we get into (laughs) this episode's topic, I do want to share some news with you all. So this is actually the first episode of 2021. The last episode, the last recorded episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast was actually in November of 2020. So there's definitely been a break. I've missed you all. I've missed recording. So I'm so happy to be back in the groove and swing of things. On April 15th, 2021 was the Naturally Ever After podcast first birthday. That was when the first episode launched. And to rewind a little bit, on February 28th was when Naturally Ever After, the Naturally Ever After podcast was trademarked, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, Amazing things are to come. Amazing, amazing things are to come. And I'm excited to share that with you. I do want to give a shout out to Toni Moore from Legally Chic. She supported me in this process of getting Naturally Ever After trademarked. I am not an attorney. She is. (laughs) Hit her up, and I'm going to add her information to the description of this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Tony. So let's get into this episode's topic. I was thinking about, all right, after this long extended break that was not really planned, but it it worked out in this way. What would you name the first episode after this hiatus break? And I thought to myself, I was like, reset. I like I like reset and I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you why. There's been a lot of transitions since the last episode. And I decided to take a contract a social work contract position in New York which made a lot of sense to me at the time because I wanted to be closer to my family. I do have a loved one who at the time was incarcerated and was being released and I wanted to be in New York for that. And, you know, I haven't lived in New York since moving to Atlanta in 2016. So it just felt outside of finances like a a good a good decision and a good place to be for the time in which I was going to be there. I get to New York, I'm working the position at said facility that I was going to be in. And initially, I'm looking, you know, and paying attention. (laughs) Because, you know, when you start a new position, you have to pay attention to the flow and the culture and how things move around so that you know, um, you know, you know where to find your place in in the institution. Well, how does this relate to natural hair, Nydia? I'll share with you because just when you think that you have the flow and just when you think you have the groove of what your hair is going to do, bam, you're surprised. And when I say surprise, I mean something happens. You're, you're, you're thrown a curveball where you're really tested on whether or not you actually learned what you needed to learn. 
So let's let's go back to the story about this job. So for for the new listeners, welcome. Um, I was initially working for a outpatient mental health clinic um, that I resigned from that position in April of 2020, and this was at the height of, or at the, at the beginning of the of the coronavirus pandemic. And I had decided then to just work contract work. So I'm, I'm working or was working rather at the time with disruptive event management companies, providing support for employee assistant programs. And I'm just working contract work. And for anyone that works as a contractor, your income and the consistency of working is not consistent at all. So you might have a week where you are working 40, 50 hours, and you may have another week where you only work five hours. And I'm not complaining because for me at the time, I just needed a break from providing psychotherapy. And I really wanted to try something different so that I can focus my attention on other on other aspects of social work that I haven't had the opportunity to invest as much time in. So I'm working contract work. My, my schedule is fluctuating. Some weeks is busy, other weeks is not. Um, but one of the things that I loved was just the break because nothing about contract work, um, requires the emotional bandwidth to consistently support people through trauma. I'm not saying that I'm not, I wasn't doing trauma work in, in doing, um, disruptive event management, but I didn't have to follow it for an extended period of time. And for me, it allowed my brain to have a break, which I was happy about. So I'm in New York, I'm doing discharge planning, um, case management, essentially, and things are not bad, but not good. And as the weeks go by, I decide that this is not the place for me to stay or for me to see out the, 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 this is not the place for me to see out the rest of this contract, considering how things are going for me. So What I appreciated about this experience is what it highlighted to me, because I think that we put out into the universe our desires. Um, We put out into the universe the things that we want for ourselves, whether that's professionally, romantically, um, financially, or just any goals that we have. So we can say, hey, I want long hair. Or I want, I want my natural hair to be voluptuous and healthy and flowing. But are you actively implementing the steps that you need to reach said goal or desired goal? I'm going to pause for a little bit because I don't know what that response may be for you. You may not be doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, which is why it's not playing out in the way that you want. And I feel like this contract position highlighted a few things for me that in the past, at least early on in my work career, I was not paying attention to because I didn't have to. I was just doing, surviving and maintaining at that point, not really um What's the, what's the best way to put it? I would say that I wasn't really intentional, but also like aware of what I actually know to be true, like metacognition, right? Knowing what you know, what you know, what you know, what you know, what you know to be true. I don't think that I was in that space up until I was in New York again within this contract position. So something took place where my body just felt unsettled 
and I advocated for myself, didn't really see the changes that were necessary for me to stay. So I then decided to myself, like, okay, knowing what I know and what I've experienced thus far, what is my exit strategy? And for anyone who has had a conversation with me about exit strategies, there's always a way to end things. Essentially, reset. The reset is... There's so much power in knowing and understanding that you can always start over. And I say this because sometimes we make decisions and continue to see it through to the very end, if there is an end, a a defined end. But we continue to stay in situations, continue to do things, continue to see things through simply because we started. And yes, a part of me can understand the desire to continue to see something through, considering that you started. But I also think that it is not kind to continue to to, to surround yourself around energy that you know not to be good for you once new information has become available. So I'll use the example of the contract position because this is what the conversation is centered around. So I take this position. Things are initially great at the beginning. I'm excited to be there and looking forward to the next three months of being away from Atlanta. And then I get there and I notice Again, not drastic things, but things enough to catch my attention that this is something that's going to make me not comfortable in this position or something that's going to make it challenging for me to perform what is expected of me, right? But these are things that I notice. One of the things that this journey has really supported me in doing is being mindful. And one of the beauties and the gifts of mindfulness is just to witness. Not here to fix, not here to delete, not here to pretend, but just witness. Pay attention to what is happening in and around your body when you are in spaces that are new, that are not familiar, and things are happening around you and your body is responding to it, whether or not you're conscious of it. This go around, I was conscious of the energy that was shifting within me and I paid attention to it. And when I advocated for myself so that I can, I guess my, my, at the time it was my attempt to, um, not necessarily remedy, but make it easier for myself so that the rest of my time there wasn't what it was, <laughs> essentially what it was. Like I wanted it to be less, um, less trash and that just wasn't it. So the parallel to that for me, as it relates to like the natural hair journey is almost like you buy, you know, hair products that you've never tried before, never really heard of, but they were on sale. You decided, oh, I want to switch it up. Let me buy it. You buy it, you start to use it, and you don't like it. Again, not noticeable or major things that you don't like, but enough where now you're you're aware, right? And your attention or you're alerted to, oh, this, I don't like how, I don't like the, the consistency of the product, or I don't like how it smells in my hair, maybe after two days or three days. And then you give it another shot. 
you know, another wash day rolls around and you use it again. And now you're really noticing what you don't like about it. That doesn't mean after the second week, third week, and you're noticing more and more things that you don't like about it, that you have to finish the products. You don't have to finish the products. I mean, could you? Yes. Is the principle that you should finish it? Probably because you don't want to throw money down the drain. However, I do think that it's important to unlearn that once new information becomes available, that we have to see a decision through when we know it's not good for us. I'm going to pause with that. I think that it's important to unlearn. And essentially, that was a lesson for me in this in this assignment that I took when I was in New York. When new information becomes available to me, I really had to unlearn that I have to see it through. Like, no, 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 I just have to suck it up. I just have to do it. I just have to suck it up. I just have to do it. No, you don't. New information became available, and then now you are in your right. It is your right to make a new decision that is healthier for you. So the story, or the memory rather, that comes to mind earlier on in my natural hair journey, this was like back in 2007, you had either people that were growing out their hair and cutting it themselves at this point, cutting the relaxed end themselves and, you know, doing like protein treatments and all types of stuff. And then you had people that just like, big chopped completely, like bald head, like cut, shaved all of their head off, shaved all of their hair off and started with like the teeny weeny afro and then grew out from there. And initially when I was growing out my hair, um, there was a part of me that was committed to just gradually cutting it because I felt some way about having really, really short hair and being unsure of like the shape of my head and how I was going to do all that because two things I knew. I don't like wigs at the time and I wasn't going to do a sewing. So it was like, look, I'm either going to get braids, which I, at the, I mean, I can still do myself, but I really wanted to just have my hair out because it's how I normally wore my hair. So I went back and forth with, do I cut it and do the big chop or do I gradually grow it out? And initially I was pro, I'm going to cut it. Like, let me just grow my hair or grow out enough of this relaxer where I can see a little bit of my curl pattern and I'm just going to cut it. I'm just going to cut it. I'm just going to cut it. And I really had to sit with what's motivating me to just cut it. Am I going against, not against, but am I going with the the trend that everybody's doing this? So I feel like I need to do it too. Or am I doing this because I actually want to? So I knew then at the time that I wanted to stop relaxing my hair. But it was also very important for me to transition in a way that felt authentic, but was also going to work with my day-to-day life. Like, so at the time I was living in Vermont and Vermont is not a place that has a lot of resources for people that look like me. 
That's the nice way to say it. <laughs> At the time, I can imagine that now they have more resources that probably weren't available then, but I don't think that it's a drastic jump of what's available in the city of Burlington in comparison to what was when I was there in 2007. But needless to say, to do the big chop with what was available where I was, what the internet looked like in 2007, and just my knowledge of the natural hair realm, it would it would not have been wise, in my opinion, for me to just do a big chop and not have what I need in order to maintain my hair health with 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 what my hair would have looked like had I cut it. And I went back and forth with, you know, maybe I should keep growing it out because there's this there's this um feeling of of um, impatience that comes over, right? Where I just want to, I just want to completely let go of no longer having a relaxer that I just want to rush to, you know, have natural hair, but not know what to do with it. Cause I think that for me, I was too focused on the destination. I was going nowhere fast, essentially, right? I wanted to just have my hair cut off, my relaxed hair, excuse me, cut off, just have my my natural hair, and I was just going to be out here flourishing. Mind you, I had no plan. I had no routine. (laughs) I was not really aware and present of what my curl pattern would be. I wasn't very diverse in how to care for natural hair, where if one thing may not have worked, I could do multiple things. And I was also not in this space geographically where I can go to a professional stylist that I trusted that would teach me what I needed to know in between professional visits so that I can take care of my hair in the interim. That season, similar to this contract assignment that I had in New York, taught me that I can get to the same end result in a different way. I can get to the same end result in a different way. And for me, it's important to repeat that. Like a part of me is repeating this for myself, but it's also repeating it for the listeners on this podcast. Because one of the things with this natural hair journey, and I want to do a segment of um, learning what did in in each episode moving forward, what I'm gonna do is a segment on what did whatever the podcast episode is about that that week. Um, what did this blank, whatever the blank is, um, teach me? Where what did I learn? What did I have to relearn? And what did I have to unlearn? And I'll do that. I'll do one for this episode. So far, I already have two. What did I have to unlearn? Just to recap, what I unlearned is that I don't have to see things through to the very end, especially when new information becomes available where I can now make a new decision. What I learned is that you can get to the same result in another way. You can get to the same result in another way. I did not have to... um, cut off my hair completely. I can grow it out. With the contract assignment in New York, I did not have to see it through. New information became available. And although I I set a financial goal for myself 
for the entirety of the assignment. It didn't work out in that way. But now I get to be creative and how can I generate income that can still get me to that goal? It's just going to look different. As I reflect on resetting and what these experiences, these parallel experiences, natural hair wise, but also professional and life COVID has taught me, I would say something that I had to relearn is that I'm built for this, right? This is not the first time that I've tried something new. I think that when we have new experiences, we we, we run into it, not even walk, we run into it wanting to be experts and veterans at this new thing that we've never tried before. And experience has taught me that when I allow myself to slow down, I'm present, mindful, and intentional, I am able to grow in the way that feels in alignment with what's important to me. But I need to quiet the outside noise and go inward and focus on what my goal is what my intention is, what am I willing to shift and pivot and change so that I'm back in alignment. Because when I've allowed outside noise to influence my decisions, it's not in alignment with what's important to me. So as we think about resetting in this season, we're approaching, well, we're already in the second quarter of 2021. And as we think about resetting, and I want you to set the intention of what do I need to learn, what do I need to relearn, and what do I need to unlearn? And I want to recap a little bit of what this reset has been for me in these past few months as it relates to this episode and what I shared. So one of the things that I have unlearned, and I want to, again, recap and share that with you, is that I don't have to see things through to the very end when new information becomes available to me. So what do you feel you need to unlearn in this season? Maybe something that this podcast episode reminded you of that you might not have invested a lot of time in thinking about. Be curious about that because there's information and it's relevant to your growth, your emotional growth, your emotional healing and well-being. Because like we talk about a lot in this, in this, not only this episode, but in this podcast in general, beauty is inward and it radiates outward. But a lot of the healing has to happen inward in order for it to be visible outwardly. So one thing that I just to recap, one of the things that I unlearned is that I don't have to see things through to the very end, um, especially when new information becomes available to me. One of the things that I had to learn is that I can get the same result in another way. I can get the same result, if not better, in another way. Things don't have to be rigid. I would say what I had to relearn is that I'm built for this. I am built for challenges. And what comes to mind is like that rookie and vet energy, right? So rookies are new, are excited, are ready to go. And veterans are more lax, right? Because we've done this before. This isn't new. I don't need to go 110, like 110%. I'm aware of what I'm doing. And I think of this relearning of I'm built for this challenge. It's like, you know, I'm still excited. 
I'm learning rather to be excited when new challenges come my way because I'm able to use the most present and current version of myself with a wealth of knowledge that wasn't accessible to me when I was a lot younger, right? And learning that I can use this information, again, as a rookie, because I am excited to use the knowledge that is available and accessible to me to address new issues in, in, in my healthiest form. But also knowing and having the track record to prove to myself that um, tap, you know, I'm tapping my shoulder. Y'all can't see me, but tap, tap, like, um, you've, you've lived through challenging times before and have come out winning. Why are you doubting yourself now? There's no reason. (laughs) There is no reason to do that now. And for me, this is what the reset has been. This is what the reset has taught me. And I've set a few intentions as it relates to the Naturally Ever After podcast and how I want our community to grow together individually, but also move forward um, as a movement so that we are not only unlearning and shedding information that doesn't serve us, but also teaching other people what this process looks like in real time. Because it's one thing to say, hey, I feel great about myself. And it's another thing to view this growth journey and process as something that's lifelong. So for the Naturally Ever After community, one of the intentions that I definitely want to set is to avoid this break, (laughs) this unintentional, unintentional, but somewhat intentional break that happened with how often um, podcast recordings were being posted. I definitely want to and plan to have more podcast recordings on reserve so that you all as listeners don't have a big gap from when the time you listen to me release a new episode. Um, there is the Naturally Ever After journal that is available on PayHip. Um, my goal and intention is for that journal to become a support group. And I want to say within this quarter, but definitely by the end of the year, the goal is to have monthly support groups so that this podcast is not just me talking on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and you listening, but also you learning from your peers and people who are actively learning, unlearning, and relearning things that are in alignment in their natural hair journey, but also lessons that are applicable to other areas of their life. And lastly, I do want to host a virtual live podcast where, again, we record our conversation, but we also are able to share our stories for the people that will be in attendance on a larger scale. There's just so many things I'm looking forward to with the Naturally Ever After podcast and also the community. And I look forward to sharing this ride with you. So I thank you so much for listening to The Reset and I will see you in our next episode or we'll chat soon in the next episode. Adios.